to Max Effort Kitchen Podcast, where we eat donuts and chill. All right, welcome to Max Effort Kitchen. I am your host, Chef Matt, joined here by my co-host, Sean Thornton. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing really good. How are you? Doing well. Sean, what'd you have for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to bring different emotions every time. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! For yeah. dinner, I have. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, oh, this one was like a super fast meal. We didn't really have much going on, but I picked up my uh, vegetables from a CSA. Oh, uh, and what I did is I ended up doing a, I made a stir fry, but I used Italian ingredients. So it was uh, stir fried spaghetti pasta with eggplant, a, you know, like a paste tomato, nice. uh, onion. Um, I made a garlic butter and then I took the garlic out and it was crunchy. And I put that on top, some oh, basil. Dude. I used soy sauce and fish sauce too, because I feel like those are umami flavors. And even yep. with these Italian elements, it worked. Uh, it was awesome. That sounds really good. Hey, do me a favor. Explain to people what a CSA is, because I don't know if anyone outside of the oh. Northwest may not know what that is. I don't know. Community supported agriculture. It is, um, you know, everyone like a farm does it. They're everywhere. They're basically selling directly to you. Yeah. Um, each farm that does it and participates in it has different, you know, like they grow what they grow. They have different ways of getting it to you. Mm-hmm. Some are delivery system. Yep. Uh, some there's pickup stations. Some you go directly to the farm. Um, you put, you give them money up front. That basically is the seed of the of it, and then you, you know, you pick up weekly uh, or biweekly depending on your plan and what the farm is. Yeah. Um, we use one here in Vancouver, a local, uh, pretty small farm. Uh, we do biweekly pickups. Uh, it's it's pretty neat. And then you really get an experience like what's going on in your environment. This is what yeah. is growing really well. This is what isn't growing well. Oh, it's been a, it's been a tough summer, really a lot of sun, really dry, not a lot of rain. You get different kind of stuff than we got last year. And uh, it's yeah. fun because then you got to, you get these vegetables, you get to make them in the next like five days. And you're just always kind of trying something new. Yeah. And, and see when I've done them in the past, um, Two things that I really that stick out to me that I really like about them. Um, A, you get to really, like you said, you get to understand uh, the the seasonality of where you live, like the season of the vegetable. Like that's what you get is what what is growing and coming, you know, coming out of their farm in our area. Also, it's kind of nice to be able to like know. 100% that you are supporting a local business because I think in some aspects you hear that thrown around a little bit and you don't fully know, but I think this is a situation where you are like going to the farm, you're paying them, you're seeing them grow it and it's really neat. And, And I've always built really good relationships with the farmers and been like, you know, sit there and talk with them for an hour or so or whatever. And, and it's fun. It's like, 
like we talked on the last episode, right? I've always wanted to go back to farming like that. Yeah. So it's like, I, I look at that and I'm like, Ooh, I like this. This is, this is right up my alley, but yeah, you're supporting something local and you're seeing what is seasonal to your region. I love it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's great. And it also, it makes you, I, I like it because it makes you creative mm-hmm. at home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you know, we know the day of what we're getting. Yeah. And then like today we had to eat on the fly and you know, I love stir frying. Um, eggplant is one of my favorite things to eat. And it's like, well, I'm going to make an Italian stir fry. That's, and then with the, yep. it's the, I think it was like the Beatrice style eggplant. It's the one that's purple with white lines, yeah. you know, everywhere. Yeah. Those are pretty. Uh, oh, it is delicious. Yeah. I could have cooked it a little longer. I, I kind of misjudged the heat, but it turned out great. I, I, I really I think, enjoyed it. I think uh, eggplant is a very um, like overjudged uh, vegetable because I think it, a lot of people are like, nope, I don't touch eggplant. But it, dude, that's one of the best roasting vegetables out there, in my opinion. I think that yeah. the way it caramelizes and the way that it roasts down and how you can get that just super creamy flavor and there, there's nothing better than a good roasted like piece of eggplant that's been tossed in, you know, mm-hmm. some sort of soy sauce, fish sauce, you know, combination, or even just some salt and pepper or batter. Like, I mean, eggplant parmesan, one of my favorite things to eat. So, yeah. I don't know. I think it's they take flavor on. They do, and like it has that we we don't see it as being able to do how much you can do with it. Right. Um, Eggplant parmesan is a very normal one that we we see, but there's a lot that can be done, especially in the stir frying world. You can get all kinds of different texture from the different eggplant you get yeah. in a quick stir fry. Um, obviously, you the eggplant dip or baba ganoush or taking yep. things that way. Like yep. one of the greatest tasting things in the world is baba ganoush. I I love it so you much. Know, it really is. It has that that smoke, like you were saying the other day when you put it on the grill before you make it, like that smokiness. Oh, yeah. That combination right there, it's really it's unmatched in my opinion when it comes to the vegetable world. Yeah, you know it's a fruit. <laughs> I, I know. I know it's a vegetable. You cook it like a well, vegetable, so it's like yeah. I always, it's kind of a funny thing to like what it really is, but then how you use it, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, like a tomato. Like, Everybody's going to call it tomato. Well, not everybody, but people will call it a fruit. Some people call it a vegetable. You know, you're right though. Yeah. It, it is. A, it is a fruit. Um, Interesting. Well, it grows everywhere. Well, what did you have for dinner? <laughs> um, I did. I don't know if I've talked to you about this before. I feel like I have, um, but I did the the one grill fajitas, which is I'm, all I'm oh. doing is taking. Um, I got the skewers, uh, the skewered chicken that I, that I do the night before, and this is a really quick one. This is like if I know, like tonight I'm a solo parent because Alana's working tonight, and so. Yeah. I knew that I was going to be that. And so last night I skewered up some chicken and, you know, soaked it in some, uh, or marinated it in some olive oil, lemon juice, basil. And I think I had some cilantro in there too. And, um, then I just take the bell peppers and I buy those little guys, you know, that when you go to the grocery store and you find the bags of the little baby bells. Yeah. Yeah. So I take yeah. those and I toss them in oil and salt and throw them on the grill, put the skewers on the grill, full walla walla onion on the grill just let it just go. And it's a super hot grill. It's one of those, uh, those eggs. And that thing just blazes. 
Oh, wow. And uh, and it, somehow it all gets done around the same time. I, I sweat the uh, the peppers and pull off any of the, you know, the charred skin. Sometimes I leave it on. Tonight I, I left it on because for, for time's sake. Chop them up, yeah. put it all in one bowl. So uh, chicken, um, you know, onions and uh, peppers all in one bowl. I take some lemon juice, squeeze it over top, a little salt and pepper. And then I do a like a crushed avocado with just like fresh cracked pepper and salt. Um, and then this is one thing I like. So I've been doing this with the uh, – I do I buy those little like their six-inch um, flour tortillas. And I'll actually mm-hmm. grill them. But I'll take that really cheap like uh, fajita seasoning and I'll, I'll sit there and I'll toss the, the tortillas in that before I put them on the grill. It's a really neat little – trick of getting like some flavor on your tortilla <laughs> so that's awesome yeah and Good so idea. i grill it and i get some char on it and it almost feels like it's like uh you know this like charred bread almost and i'm just you know taking Ooh. it throwing it all on tortilla a little bit of i had some salsa and some sour cream and bam it was good yeah i love food that you hold in your hand and eat all of it's like oh, uh, yeah I, it's like a thing like around the world, every country has it. Mm-hmm. It's something unique about that country that they have a food that they hold in their hand. Yeah. Um, but that sounds delicious. Well, and, you know, uh, it's funny because, and that, that leads me to street food. And like, whenever I travel, um, I'm usually traveling with kids. Uh, sometimes I travel solo. Um, but like, I, I don't look for the fancy restaurants. I like the experience of a restaurant. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think my kids are not quite at the age to appreciate it. And um, not that they're, they're nuisance or anything, but they just, they don't, they don't appreciate it. And I'd rather them appreciate it. So we always look for the carts, the, uh, the street food, the stuff that are, you know, grab and go things. And I'll tell you, it's been some of the best meals when I'm traveling, even when I'm not traveling, when we're in Portland, like I'm still doing that same thing. I'm looking yeah. for the carts and I love it. It's such a fun experience. I love it too. And I, I think, uh, I think you can find some of the most creative food because yeah. it's somebody's focusing on something. It's a small little area, your opportunity to use your ideas and be creative mm-hmm. are easier. You don't have, I feel like there's some pressure off at some of these food cars where it's not like you're thinking so hard of what other people like. It's like, this is what I like. Yeah. And let's see if they like it too. It gives people. And I think food carts are great. I, I would love to just eat that way only. There's sometimes, you know, it's a rainy day. It's cold outside. Yeah. There's like these little things that like limit it. Sometimes it can be overwhelming. You go to like a food cart area and you want to like try it all and you mm-hmm. get like anxiety that you might pick the raw one <laughs> yeah welcome to my life at every menu i don't know what to pick <laughs> so like when we do our our work lunches i'm always like okay i'm gonna pick three things and just walk away <laughs> like, um yeah but uh it's interesting because so uh, i don't know if your family dynamic is like this but with my kids and, and alana we all have very um, distinct, different uh, flavors on what we want to eat. And there's times now, I know this isn't awesome, but there are times that I do make, you know, three to two to three different dinners in a night. Um, Yeah, I know. 
It's nuts. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's nuts. But that's why the food cart hub is like so cool for me because I'm like, you can go over there. I can go over here and kid, you can eat that. (laughs) Like it's perfect. (laughs) Like if everybody gets what they want, nobody's worried, nobody's whining. And I'm just like, okay, this is good. We sit down. We found one in sisters, Oregon last year. And it was like April and snowing over there. And it was like, we found this food car hub. They had these big, um, you know, the five gallon or five gallon buckets. No, uh, the, the big oil things. What am I? I can't. Yeah. Anyways, they had those and they had big old fires going in them and they had them spread oh. out around the thing. And like, it was kind of snowing and <laughs> Alana and I both got wood fire pizza and the kids got like tacos and, it was just a really serene kind of cool experience. And, uh, we were just sitting there in the snow, like eating really good food next to this fire. That's keeping us warm. And just that whole picture to me is like, that's what I look for when I go to a dining experience is something that is going to like be memorable. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, that, that is very memorable. Yeah. I don't, you definitely, the variety element, and plus just the like, fact that it was snowing. I mean, that, that's almost perfect. Wood <laughs> fire pizza, I, that's almost uh, a perfect experience. That, that's pretty incredible. They um, have. And now, we're not huge drinkers, but we do every now and then we will. We didn't this time. But, like, in that same uh, hub, they had a, a barn-like looking structure that was called the church. And you walk in, and it's like, bro, it's like walking into the 19, it's 20s, you know, when, uh, you know, uh, for prohibition and it all the uh the bartenders were stacked with their you know fancy attire and they're just mixing oh. up the coolest cocktails dude and i'm like this is so cool <laughs> like how how can i recreate this again so anyway. pre-prohibition cocktails that yeah. is, i love that i know right? my favorite. it's like booze on booze on booze yeah and yeah. with bitters they they're always it's strong it takes a while to drink but like it, those flavors sometimes they, your experience from the beginning when it's really cold to warming up. Mm-hmm. I love cocktails like that. Yeah, it, you and I have talked about this, um, and you're really good at it. I'm versus me. I tried to make a cocktail last weekend, and I'm like, this is the grossest thing I put in my mouth. <laughs> it was like some apple cider whiskey and like um, it was sweet, like the the buttered rum mixture. I'm like, nope, this is not working. <laughs> Yeah, but but you I like uh, you like it. You like whiskey. There's did the that because the bee's knees. You should try that. That's What's you that? take honey. Okay. You're going to do half half honey to half boiling water, and you make honey syrup. Oh, so let's okay. say you do one cup of honey, one cup of water. Get the water boiling. Put it in somewhere, stir it up to make the honey syrup. So you're doing two ounces of whiskey, one ounce of the honey syrup you make, and then. 0.75 to one ounce of lemon juice, depending on how much you like your citrus. And that's a bee's knees. And that cocktail is a classic pre-prohibition style cocktail. That is one thing that I like to, I want to drink that every weekend. Awesome. Ideally. But. Awesome. Oh, that makes me so happy that <laughs> you just told me that. Like, um, bee's knees. the bee's knees. I'm definitely going to give that a shot. Like, so yeah. when, when you're, um, what, what's your, when you do drink or whatever, what's your alcohol of choice outside of beer? Because I know you're a beer, a big beer. Yeah. Big beer. yeah. 
uh, scotch or whiskey, but if it's cocktails, I, I'm really up for anything. Awesome. If it's just drinking, you know, like scotch, I like because of peated flavors, yeah. uh, mouthfeel, and it's just, it's a, an intense, overwhelming experience that continually is different. It's different in a corner of your mouth than it is in the other corner. It's different at the front of your mouth or the back. And these flavors of tobacco and smoke and caramel, it's just incredible. Um, That's my favorite thing to drink. But cocktails, I will drink um, any style of cocktails. You know, there's things I don't like. I don't like the uh, rum and Coke or something like that, (laughs) ideally. But... uh, we have a good you know classic cocktails yeah yeah Yeah. classic cocktails martinis sazeracs yes um you know i like things with egg white fizz too love that which is like like you could do a whiskey sour Mm -hmm. like whiskey lemon juice with an egg white fizz or like add amaretto to it to give some nuttiness that is a incredible and then the egg white fizz is just the creaminess that every sip take is is awesome it really transforms the drink i i I couldn't agree more and you know i definitely have people that i know that if i told them it was an egg white fizz they would look at me sideways and be like no not touching this but if you just don't tell them (laughs) uh yeah i've I've seen people uh, it uh dude it does it is no there's nothing better when when you get a drink and you can transform it by something like that it's cool it's it's awesome now i it's a weird thing to do because legally we're not supposed to you know like eating an egg white they're going to tell you like like the counties and the food inspectors be like you can't do that that's dangerous so when i worked at this bar we would do this very quick one minute cook basically to get the whites to be safer um, and then you put it in an ice bath and you work with those. Interesting. Um, even though, even but, though they're pasteurized, it's yeah, just consuming, it's, it's consuming I mean, the raw. It's just, yeah. yeah, it's just not like the health inspectors would don't, would not, uh, if they saw that happening, they would ask you about that. So that's what we did to make it safer. But I also would make it myself just without doing that ever. And I've never gotten sick. Um, but people definitely, I think are afraid of it. Uh, now when you sure. make them, um, how how do you do it? Because I got a certain way. Well, it you works for me. you got to shake the shit out of it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes, you, you do. get the egg white. <laughs> you've got your shaker, and you are just you're going to town on it. That's mm-hmm. how you make your egg white fizz. Correct. And then, um, and I mean, you really got to go at it. Uh, when I was a bartender, you you get the shoulder for it. I don't know. I haven't had an egg white fizz in a long time. I'm not sure what it would be like to do it now, but yeah, you would have to like really rattle that thing. Yeah, thirty so, seconds. Oh, big like, time. Like yeah. I'll I'll take uh, if I'm if I'm making it at home, I have like that little electric uh, like sort of flimsy like uh, f- milk frother, and oh yeah, yeah. I like to put uh, a just literally a pinch of uh, cream of tartare in there. And then hit it because you don't taste the cream of tartar, but it, it no, it'll yeah. it'll help it come together a lot quicker. But I've always wanted, you know, what I always wanted to do to see if it works is put it in a canister with CO two. Like, what I wonder what that would do to it. Would that flatten it? You think? Oh, that's worth trying. I've never done that. I mean, so like it works really well, obviously with milk, but the fat content is way different. Exactly. Um, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I wonder. Let's get. 
Let's get it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's do that. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's do it at the office. Okay, cool. And then we'll make like hollandaise. Oh, yeah. Yolks. Oh, solid. Okay, so <laughs> hollandaise is one of my favorite sauces. In, hands down in the world, one of my yeah. favorite things I can put, I can dip anything in it. And I'm a sauce dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, it, it's the best thing. It is. It really is. I, uh, I want to eat it. I, it's so rare though. Like how, how often are you at home making it happen? Well, not, not often anymore, but I'll tell you when I got out of school, because that was one of the, uh, proficionary things that we had to master. You had to master, you had to be able to make it within six minutes. And then on top of that, you had to be able to show that you knew how to hold it on a line so it wouldn't break, which is, um, it's a it's a fine line and it's a little you know back and forth game of what you're doing and keeping heat on it versus not mm-hmm. um but when i got out of school my first two years i was making it for everything to the point where my wife doesn't want doesn't want anything to do with it i will still eat it on everything though <laughs> it tastes green vegetables broccoli asparagus uh, yeah. sprouts everything and so when you make it are you so there's all kinds there's using a double boiler temp control there's no heat in a blender have you tried that one yes i like that method i like the no heat method because um you know with a hollandaise i'm trying to get a a specific a very specific amount of air in there but not too much Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. it's a fine line of how much air you get in there but um it's uh, to me it's all in getting uh, what you, what happens to that egg yolk. So like I got to get that. Uh, and I, I, I butcher this word, the, the Sabian, and I'm, I know I'm bit butchering it, but that ribbon like texture with the egg mm-hmm. yolk before I start putting in my clarified butter, because once I yeah. put that clarified butter in, there's no turning back. Like you yeah. have to have it ready to emulsify and like get that egg just ready to accept the butter because if it's not, you're done. <laughs> You're, You're done. done. Yeah. And also that L- clarified butter is very important to making it better than you like that makes hollandaise better. I agree. Clarified butter. Yeah. Um, and it, you don't have to use clarified butter, but it, it makes the flavor so much better. The nuttiness that comes out. Right. I agree. So in the blender, like I've done a method where I had like some hot, like I was struggling with it and I took like a tea kettle electric one and i like kept adding a little bit of hot water because i've been having a hard time with the blender i feel like my textures are always off okay. it goes overboard it's too thick um and then in the end i always just like the double boiler side but your arm is so tired it really does like, yeah no it does and like i said it's it's uh it's a fine line of when you get when that egg is ready but you know the blender works good, but like even a hand blender works pretty good. You just got to be yeah. very careful about not overdoing it because you overdo it, you turn it into mayonnaise pretty much. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting little technique. But I tell you, if you can do it, like whew, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna stop some shows when you feel like entertaining for breakfast, which I never do. But <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know, I was I was doing it for okay back in the day. When, you know, uh, I still had that big family, like, you know, Easter, Christmas morning, I was making it for that. And it was just like, people were like, oh my God, what is this? What is this sauce? And yeah, yeah it's just, it, it's, it's the, it's the sauce. <laughs> you know what? I think it should be, it would be good at Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Right? Like, 
on some Brussels sprouts or something? On Brussels, I think it'd be good on your turkey. I mean, oh, it's good on everything, yes, right? Yes. But now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I think I'm gonna make holidays for Thanksgiving. Yeah. I think it's just like you have it, you got it in your in your sauce holder, and you pour it on whatever you want. Who needs gravy? Exactly. Throw in a little bit of tarragon, and then you're gonna really start messing with some stuff, and you're gonna be like, this, I'm never going back. I like a little tar. If I'm putting it on meat, I like to put a little bit of tarragon okay. in there. And, you know, as you know, tarragon can be a very overwhelming thing. So you got to be careful with it. Um, yeah. But uh, it's when it's the, yeah, I love, I mean, it's great in salads. It, I know. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's a, that, yeah, it, it definitely will amplify. I can see that working with turkey. I think it's happening. It's happening. Holidays. <laughs> Let's make Fair it happen. Enough. Yeah. Turkey. This is happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love I'll it. a sandwich with turkey sandwich <laughs> the next day with holidays. No. Oh, <laughs> Done. Just dripping out of your bread. <laughs> Dude. That's the best kind of sandwich. <laughs> oh, I've just passed a Halloween. I'm I'm on to Thanksgiving now. <laughs> yeah. Dude, holidays on top of uh, candy. Dude, apples. Three Musketeer holidays. Apples. Put oh, it on, on apples. apples. <laughs> yes. Done. <laughs> well, and then pastry cream is sweet holidays, right? Yeah. Basically. Yeah, basically sweet holidays. Yeah. Which pastry cream is also, you can just spoon it and keep eating it. <laughs> Whatever might happen will happen. It tastes too good. It it really does. And it was one of those things that like, you know, if we were making pastry cream in school or if I've ever made it, I always make extra for that reason because I'm that guy who will just sit there in the kitchen. And when I cook for a bunch of people, um, I generally have a hard time sitting down and eating with them. In fact, yeah. rarely will I sit down and have like a full meal in front of me because I'm constantly eating as I go when I cook. And, you know, I, I, there's a, a weird uh, reaction that happens with me when I cook a bunch of food or I've been in there for four hours and then I put it on the table and I'm like, you know what? I've been eating this. I'm done. I'll sit down with you guys, but I'm probably not going to eat. Yeah. I don't know. Someone else cleaned this shit up. Yeah, right? I'm not doing dishes, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, I've got a real freaking grind gear here. I am having a real hard time, and I'm seeing some things in in the news about this, about how they're developing. Okay, the Beyond Burger or um, the... Oh, there's so many different brands out there, but this impossible, the yeah, impossible burger. The idea of growing food, and we're completely switching gears here, but the idea of growing food in a petri dish, um, really, really scares me. And mm. I say that because, you know, it's just not proven. You know, that I know yeah. that what they're putting in there are items that, you know, in theory are not going to um, affect the human body and are probably going to be okay with for you. But, like, how do we know what the long-term effects of putting um, a manufactured piece of meat in our body? It's not, I guess it's not even meat, right? I don't know. Yeah. What's your thought on all this? I mean, I... it's, It's just like trying to recreate something that's traditionally something else with something. I mean, it's kind of a weird idea. Like, do you need to eat a hamburger? Do you need to experience meat? That's not meat. It's not meat. It's something else. Right. You just, you just, that industry itself is kind of strange to me 
for the people that want it. Also, I, from my understanding of things that I've been reading over the years, that it's not really good for the environment to make this. Correct. The, the product, the making of it, the energy used to make it happen is bad. Now, methane gas in cows is really like a serious problem. It's a huge and problem. And it isn't at that level. Yeah. Um, but in itself, the alternative is we're overproducing something that we used to not that's that's not great for the environment when in, instead you should just maybe be not eating these things and we shouldn't even be making it. You should just be eating like portobello sandwiches if you want a exactly. burger or something like that. Like That's what I'm saying. It's kind of neat. Like it's, it's inventive and I don't think like we should like it's someone's idea that came to life. It's, you know, like that's capitalism that should work. Now, right. you know, like it is what it is. You got to like give what people want. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's like the best alternative for us. Yeah, no, I, I think where I struggle with it, because I think what you're saying is it's a really, um, it is an inventive idea. And it's someone that took and looked outside of the box and said, let's do this in a way that we can replicate something for, um, you know, to, to break down some issues. Like you were saying, the methane gas, uh, the um, ideas of uh, being a vegan. You know, we want to give everybody the opportunity to experience quote unquote meat. Um, but here's what I'm getting at is I think there's just better ways. You know, um, I used to make like, um, it was, uh, breakfast or it was potatoes, uh, beets and oh, there was, uh, mushrooms and I would chop them up. And now I used, I used egg white to use for a binder, but I would make a patty out of them with some herbs and salt and pepper and all that stuff. Um, and it turned out great. It was a nice little patty. And I think Morningstar kind of does something like that. And that's because that's where I got the idea. But Yeah, Morningstar, yeah. Um, I just think there's better alternatives that aren't necessarily fully like chemically um, you know, drawn out or chemically produced, I guess. Yeah. Right, like, I mean, I think at home I've tried doing, like, black bean or pinto burgers, um, mm-hmm. and those work out okay, but I don't know. It was a, an attempt to recreate an experience, but the original experience is unfortunately the best. I mean, it's like kind of like a ketchup thing. Like, I, I don't – maybe not everyone thinks this, but Heinz okay. ketchup is the best ketchup. Yeah. It is the oh. perfect umami balance, Yes, and it is the best. And it just, nothing else compares. I agree. So, yeah, I mean, nothing's know. better than a beef hamburger. It's supposed to be beef. Yeah. That's the experience. And it's not eating it all the time. Kind of gets boring every once in a while. It's great. Right. It's amazing. It is. If you don't eat meat, then it's just, I think it's out of your, I should just be, this is, this is just opinions. It's just out of your spectrum of what you should be wanting to eat. I right. Mean, it's just like, why it? I put other things on bread, you know, totally. make something at home. That's a weird patty, but they actually like commercialize this soy product, mm-hmm. you know, it has like 20 other ingredients. It's a little nuts. It is a little nuts. And, and I, I want to be very clear that I'm not uh, putting anybody down for, for eating it because, you know, uh, at the end of the day, we all have choices to what we put in our bodies and, and that's, that's our choices. I, I'm just, I think where my concern comes from is is the manufacturing of it, and like you said, you know the the detriment to what it is, and 
And just, you know, I think if I was to say anything to anybody who is eating it, just maybe research it a little bit and make sure that you know and you feel comfortable. And if you do, awesome. Go down the road. Have yeah. a good time. Right. And, I mean, beef is bad for the environment, too. We have overproduction of beef. Yes. It's subsidized to the government. Methane gas is a serious problem. There's also been a decrease in eating beef over the years, too. Um, Which is good. Also, it's fucking expensive right now. Yeah, it is. Well, And not to mention, like, you know, a red meat diet. Now, people are going to uh, are probably going to disagree with this, but I don't think a red meat diet is, is a good thing to have. I think it should be red meat should be a, a very small percentage in your diet, personally. Um, but do I think everybody should have it? That's your choice. Um, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, there's so many things, there's so many debatable, uh, subjects here, but yes, a burger is a burger and that is not a burger. So, uh, but Hey, it's not a burger. It's <laughs> beyond something else yes, yes. and it's an alternative, but it has, uh, environmental impact that at one point wasn't environmental impact because we just didn't have it. So yeah, it's yeah. kind of like adding to the problem. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, um, do your kids eat donuts? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> they love donuts? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. They love donuts. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, so over the summer, we do every summer we do this thing. It's called Donut Sunday. And we go to this little local donut shop down the street, and the kids get to pick out a donut. Here's where it just explodes in my face. Is we go, we, we get, you know, we normal family on Saturday or Sunday morning getting up, you know, we're up by seven thirty, eight o'clock and doing a thing, you know, Maddie and I will jump in the car, go get the donuts, come back. We'll sit down. We got like, you know, something on the TV. Usually it's like a nature show or something if it's on. And then 10 o'clock rolls by and then like 1030 rolls by and then 11 and I'm looking at them. And they have this like zombie look effect and they're just exploding because all they've had is like a glass of milk and this sugar filled donut. And every time I'm like, what am I doing to my kids? (laughs) And it turns into the biggest debacle. (laughs) Why do I I keep doing this? The crash. Yeah. The crash. Well, today after I picked up Luton from school, um, I had told him that we were gonna get something after school. I just because it just makes me so happy, you know. Like, right. Oh, let's go get something from a a pastry shop or something or mm-hmm. a bagel place. But mm-hmm. the place nearby in downtown Vancouver wasn't open, so I had to go to Fred Meyer. So just he picked out a donut and uh, he ate that in the car with so much pride. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. It was like I'm like, oh yeah. They really do work. Yes, they, <laughs> they do. Great. Well, and I don't know about Luton, but um, my kids are separate. They separately way eat their donuts in a very different way. Jackson likes to cut it up into small pieces. Maddie li- literally looks like she got into a you know stage five brawl with it. I mean, it's on the back of her head, dude. And I'm like, how did you get icing on your bottom of your foot? What is going on here? It's like primal shit. Luden yeah. <laughs> <laughs> chews the top of his, uh, the frosting off first and then works on the rest. And I guess, yeah, Hazel's similar to Maddie. It is a, uh, it is a like, 
I don't know if this thing's going to be here much longer than it is right now. So yeah. I need to eat that shit. Well, she, yeah, she's a, a very uh, big believer in FOMO. She thinks she's going to miss out on everything. So it's like everything is done really fast, no patience. And bro, <laughs> oh, man, I'll, I'll take a picture of her one day. I'll send it so to So like you. donuts are, uh, they're huge for uh, an American cuisine. I would definitely put that as one of our, staples yeah the donut i agree um, and i think we don't really think about that like when you think why well, would you describe that what's an american food It'd be like the donut the donut sure. 100 percent, it is like yeah go ahead it's great i don't have a oh, okay. donuts. <laughs> <laughs> no no and I, the thing about the donut because i and i've told you this but i've i've been playing around with just making them at home and i've been making like apple fritters and yeah it is First of all, it's a lot harder than it looks, but the art form of creating the dough and then keeping the oil at the at the right temperature, flipping it, making sure it gets cooked all the way through, making sure it's not too bready, making sure it's fried on the inside. Like there are so many little nuances it takes to make them. Now, these donut shops have, you know, the the perfect fryers and and they're they're doing it right. Um, but like when you're making it at home, it is a f- like a super extreme process. <laughs> like yeah. a house smells like oil. Like I'm making, I, I'm, I got flour everywhere. Now, do I come out with a pretty cool little product? Yeah, it's fun. You know, it's always cool to give your neighbors, you know, some donuts and they're like, Oh yeah, I made these. And then they think you're like the greatest thing in the world. Um, <laughs> but it's, I don't know. I, I think the donut Yes, it is very much American cuisine. And I think yeah. it's an art form in its own right. It's it's incredible. Um, what we've done at home is the only side we've made is the yeast of donut, oh, nice. uh, which takes 24 hours, yeah. but it was quite delicious. And that's one that you don't see very often in donut shops. I know. Um, and I think it's because of the time, the turnover and all that, but... Yeasted is a is a nice flavor when that when that's added to it. Um, I also make yeasted waffles at home, which are yes. legit. Yes, as well. Yes, and it's all they're jam packed with butter, and it is just delicious. Do you do the the um, Liège waffles with the, like the pearl sugar and everything? No, but I would. I would get that. Um, so next time, I wondered about that because how like in your waffle iron, where's the caramelization is there is it going to stick is okay. it just going to crunch here's the trick is uh you you make your liege waffles first because what will end up happening is uh, those pearl sugars they do melt obviously um and they don't all stay on there they go onto the uh, waffle iron but then afterwards you need to make a batch of just like regular plain you know no no nonsense just waffles and it'll take them it'll take that sugar off of it that's how you clean mm. it is by making some just regular waffles afterwards. I just learned this from a buddy of mine that he, he makes them all the time. He'll make them and he like freezes them, you know, wraps them up, freezes them. And like, they're like snacks when he gets home and for his kids and all that stuff. So, uh, but yeah, so he was like, you just make regular waffles after you do it. And it just, it automatically cleans your waffle iron. Cause I've ruined okay. waffle irons by doing these, but yeah. Okay. They're amazing. A yeasted waffle is if you haven't experienced it, like get out there and find one. Like it is amazing. Yeah. It's easy to make at home too. Like yeah. it's cheap. It's it is. cheap. It's cheap. It it just take you gotta do it at nighttime and then you wake up to being ready to make it. And 
it's just rich and distinct in flavor. It's a much different experience. It is a different experience, but the amount of butter that gets used to it in it is always is why it <laughs> I just, love it. Yeah. It, it takes it from just like this quick casual thing. We have frozen waffles, just grab and go, whatever to a experience that one goes a long way. Yes. And it's awesome. <laughs> it really is. And like I said, it's one of those things you can just freeze them and, and like have them for snacks at any time. I don't know. I think uh, waffles are pretty amazing. Yeah, I love waffles. Yeah. My kids love waffles too. Waffles and donuts. <laughs> waffles and donuts. Uh, anything with maple syrup. It's got maple syrup on it. Yeah, uh, sounds good. You, you know what? I was meant to tell you this the other day. Um, I went to downtown Vancouver for the first time the other day. Ever. Like, Where'd first time ever. Uh, there uh, was a little costume uh, shop down there that I rented our, my costume at. And, like, I drove I drove down to the... Co- and it was, like, four blocks off of... It was, like, exit C or... 1C or something yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, shot me right, right down, down in the down. middle downtown. Yeah. And I was like, this is nice down here. <laughs> like, it's pretty nice. It yeah. was so different. Like, I, I, yeah, I was, got good stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty excited about you it. Good food. The waterfront is awesome. Yeah. I, think, I love the waterfront. Yeah. John was saying that he went out there with his wife recently. Right? Yeah. Good food. Good place to walk. Nice. Um, when the weather's right, it is really, really awesome. Cool. Um, I try, and they have neat things to do for kids too. There is, um, a, there's like a, a net to climb on. There's just, there's a sand pit, which I don't really like, but yeah, yeah, it's there. Uh, the sand pit, kids get so dirty with sand. And <laughs> yes, they do. The, the net part has that blue soft foam ground. So oh, if you fall, it's not too big of a deal. Yeah, it's it's cool. Ah, it's cool. cool. Yeah, we'll check that out. Uh, well, we're coming up on time. So, Sean, another great episode. Dude, this was a cool episode because we talked a lot of food and drinks. And We like- did it. We did. There wasn't any. Uh, there was only a few swears by me. I think yeah. I kept it a little bit more. Uh- I dropped a couple. Don't worry. It's all good. Yeah. We're, 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 I mean, Shit. we're... Uh- <laughs> There we is. There it is. Now I can rate that M. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, these shows have been awesome, dude. I love them. Uh, they're they're a good time. I'm glad we got some of these uh, like kind of recipe food type things out there because that was that was a good discussion. Um, anyways, yeah. man, next week we'll see you. Next Thursday. All right, buddy. Have a great night, and yep. uh, yeah, we'll see you then. Have a good night.